All right, here we go. Welcome everyone to Truth Serum, your daily dose of truth, debunking BS realities and illusions we have subscribed to. My name is Melissa Binkley and I'm your host. I'm a soul, life, and business strategist. And my mission is to show you how to transform your life and your business by bridging sciences, spirituality, and debunking the current belief systems that have us all trapped so that we can learn to walk the path of surrender and grace instead of control and lose our, um, it's time that we raise social, raise sustainable and social conscious awareness and spirituality. We need more leaders, healers, light workers, uh, everyone that are creatives and speakers to live their purpose, tap into intuitive intelligence and really create the life of their dreams. And today we have our next love leader, uh, Lauren Fisher. And Lauren Fisher is here with us today. And I'm going to read this because I think it's fantastic what she says. She says, from almost losing her hand in a freak work accident right after high school, single parenting, dealing with the state juvenile detention system where she spearheaded a regulation change for the betterment of all children to participating in the 2014 Guinness Book of World Records event. She has overcome and achieved much due to her, nacious, her, her tenacious nature. Lauren Fisher is advanced in her career with, national, with a national healthcare organization as a corporate trainer where she continually inspired by all she meets while striving to inspire others with them. Thank you so much for joining us on Truth Serum today. Melissa, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, well, I'm so excited to have you. And so my first question for you today is, what is your truth serum? What is the, the reality, the BS reality that we're dealing with that you want to debunk or demystify for us today? Gosh, we, have, we all have so many of them. It's like, where do you start? So the one that comes to mind that's related yeah. to my story that's very near and dear to my heart, and I'm sure everybody can relate to, is the medical health system today in regards to believing that your physicians are God. Now, I'm not, I'm not berating physicians in any way, shape, or form. They're wonderful. They certainly have all the education and knowledge. They've done a lot of work. The point of view I'm coming from is we still have to be our own advocates. We can't just take what somebody says as gospel mm. and have the mindset, well, they're the doctor, they must know. Of course they know more than we do, but we also know our bodies very well. We know our family's bodies, how we react to things, um, what may and may not be right for us. And it's okay to advocate and to say no, or let's try something different we have to work with our physicians as a team, any healthcare providers, we're all a team together and we have to work together. Otherwise we might not get the treatment we need. We might get more treatment than we needed. Um, physicians are human too, right? They, they have a lot more education mm. than we do. But again, we know our bodies. We know how we react to different things. We know what's our normal right? Our normal, my normal isn't the same as your normal, right? What I react to is different than what you react to. So we have to advocate. And, and my, my truth serum is 
it's okay to advocate for yourself, for your family, for your friends. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to challenge because you're also educating yourself in the process as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, today's truth serum is about physicians and debunking reality around the medical field and how to advocate for yourself. Thank you so much. I myself am probably very far, far, far out in left field. I mean, I don't believe in the vaccinations. I don't go to the doctor. I would go if I broke my leg because I need somebody to put it back together. But um, I have completely holistically healed my life from hypothyroidism and all sorts of different uh, skin conditions and disorders. And I was on every medication and stuff in the past and uh, um, had all of these problems. And, and the same thing, I was, you know, they didn't, they, you don't know what they don't know. And I was told all of these different things. So I want to hear, I was reading your story. So Lauren and I are together, author, co-authors in a book called Women Who Inspire that's launching on September 26, 2017. And I got the opportunity to read her story recently. And I would love for you, Lauren, to share about how you came on to this truth serum. What was the, what, what brought you about to this experience and, um, and made you an advocate and made you want to advocate for others uh, around this. So can you share that with us? Sure. Um, started with my oldest son, Brendan. He was in first grade. He was a very active child and we, we had the same doctor. We shared a family doctor. And we were at the doctor's one day, and it wasn't even for his appointment. It was for my appointment. And the doctor looked at me and said, you know, your son has ADHD. He said, and I know this because my stepson has this, and I've treated him successfully with Ritalin. And being a young single mom, I thought, well, he knows more than I do. He's the doctor. He knows, and you know, now I have answers why you know, my son has so much energy, right? And he said, here's a questionnaire, bring it to the school, have the teachers fill it out. Here's one for you. Here's a prescription for Ritalin. Depending on the results, get me those questionnaires back and then I'll let you know if you should go fill this prescription. And sure enough, he did. Now this was um, 20 years ago, okay? So the methodologies, the modalities that we had back then are very different from what we have today. So it was pretty much fill out a questionnaire. And that's how it started. And so then the behaviors, you know, they'd escalate. Sometimes he would be so medicated that now the child was in his room playing with Legos nonstop, which isn't normal. For some people, they might enjoy that, but that, that's not normal behavior. So there were other times where we questioned other things. And then we switched doctors. Our doctor ended up leaving the state. We ended up having another physician who... I knew very well. I worked with him being in the medical field and he felt my son was depressed. So he put my son, um, he gave us a prescription for Prozac. And again, I didn't question. I didn't know what I didn't know because I didn't, I didn't need to know it. So here my son is on Prozac and these negative behaviors started and what they were, um, anger, agitation, physical violence, and I never realized that these were side effects. I, I never realized. I'm thinking side effects, rashes, headache, dizziness, shortness of breath, rash, 
all your typical yeah. standard, right? And, yeah. you know, shame on me too for not reading a pamphlet carefully. If you are on anything, even nutritional supplements, you should read everything to the team. So Ooh. there was an instance where my son and I, we were in this verbal altercation in his room and it just kept escalating. And in the meantime, one of my best friends called, she's like an aunt to him. And she said, put him on the phone. So I did, I, I put her on the phone, I walk away, let them have their talk. And lo and behold, my son throws the phone. So I go in, I grab the phone, I walk out of the room and all of a sudden within, I would say a minute or two, the room was silent. And anybody who has children, when it goes from complete chaos to total silence, there's a problem. And luckily, I went in there immediately, and he had hung himself in his closet. And I got him right down immediately because it was, it was just in a matter of seconds, thank God, that I was right outside his door. I, I was quick enough where when I heard the silence, I knew something wasn't right. And... So that prompted me to ask the school for psychological evaluations and so on and so forth. So now I'm dealing with medical physicians. I'm dealing with my son's care. I'm dealing with the school teachers. I'm dealing with the school psychologists. And from there it escalated. And what isn't in my story is, you know, we ended up in and out of the, the children's psychiatric center, first of all, inpatient care. And when he was in there, they had even suggested when I brought up the fact that I was concerned about Prozac because I have a family member who works with children and these children are on medications. And when she found out what my son was on, she let me know. She said, this is not good. Kids are not supposed to be taking this medication. And I called his physician and the physician said, well, yes, suicide ideation is is a, can happen. And I thought, how, how could you even give me this? How could you even attempt this if you knew the warnings? You knew. So mm -hmm. again, shame on me for not reading any warnings. But um, so that's why it has to be a group effort. We, we have to work together with our, with our medical professionals here. It's not all them. It's not all you. We have, it's a team effort. So I go into a case planning meeting and I bring up my concerns. And um, the school psychologist at this inpatient facility said, you know, Ms. Fisher, Prozac just has a bad rap. And I said, no, you know what? All right, then. All right, I'll give you that. So let's approach it from a different angle then. If it's not working and it's not helping, why do we have him taking something that's not working? I want him to be weaned off of it. So um, that, that happened and, you know, I had many run-ins and many difficult conversations and situations within the juvenile detention system, within the juvenile um, psychiatric system. It, it's really rough and what these kids go through and, you know, adults too, what happens is, and, and Melissa, I know you've seen it because you, you're not taking anything yourself, right? You, you, you found other ways. What happens mm -hmm. is, children, adults, geriatrics, they end up on a medication and often they're not removed. If they're having issues, side effects, symptoms, they're still symptomatic, what happens? Another medication is added in. And then sometimes another and another. And I have to tell you, today I was talking with a friend of mine who's extremely depressed. She's on an antidepressant 
and you know, she's just really, really down. And I, I said to her, I said, you know, have you talked to your doctor or talked to your therapist? I said, I wonder if this medication just isn't working for you, if it's making you worse. She said, well, in the beginning, it mm -hmm. made me feel really good. I said, yeah, but that was, it was in the beginning. Now you've built up a level, right? She said, well, he just added in something else. And I said, what? what? Uh, added in something else. And you're still on the one that's not working or making you worse. And um, yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard to see that and deal with that. And I know it's Russian roulette. I've, yeah, I have seen the same things. So uh, myself personally, in my 20s, I was on tons of different medications. I was diagnosed bipolar at one time. I had PTSD, um, all, the, all these things from sexual trauma from my childhood. And uh, so I was on Valium and, you know, I mean, you name it. I, I was on all, I had all types of different medications for a really long time. And uh, then I ended up with uh, not being well in my body. I ended up with digestive issues and skin, a skin disorder and, uh, you know, uh, all of these different things. And finally, when, uh, when I decided that I wanted to heal myself, I was like, enough is freaking enough. Like I just, and I did cold turkey. I was like, screw the everything. I just stopped taking everything um, and, and found that there were alternative ways to heal my body. I went, you know, that's how I ended up uh, um, in, at the IIN Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And you know, I built a health coaching practice out of it in the beginning. That's what I used to do before. Um, and all of my clients, the people that would come to me, they would say, they would be like, well, I'm on an antidepressant. I'm on this. And I'm like, yeah, but are you still depressed? Or I'm on a thyroid medication. And I'd be like, yeah, but you still have a thyroid condition. Um, and we found natural ways. I've helped people heal thyroid conditions, hypothyroid, uh, Graves disease, uh, you know, come off of uh, medications and become completely uh, uh, um, not depressed anymore through spiritual and nutritional aspects. And so uh, I, we here in the Western, Western U.S., you know, the Western ID mindset, um, found these other ways of being, uh, Eastern medicine, chakras, energy as woo woo when there's actually like that spiritual connection and uh, the, you know, the, what we're doing in truth serum is showing how do you bridge science and spirituality and show the connection where I'm here to try to show that this idea of the physicians and what the Western mind has thought, uh, actual science and medicine in that, in that way are very new which was something that within the last 300 years that our type of medicine and uh and science have come about in that kind of way whereas we have proof from thousands and thousands and thousands of years of ayurvedic medicines and energy and all these other things that uh that we can create that so this was a journey that you seem to have found through this experience on your own to uh, to to realizing that there's that there's just so much more out there that we're not being told, and if we don't look for it for ourselves, uh, they, uh, I like the, the 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 actual thing that you said, that, and I'm going to quote you from your from your thing is you you say something that I say quite often uh, is about you don't know. Um, let me see if I can find the exact uh, the exact quote you said. You don't know what you don't know until you know it or go find it I I'm, I can't find it on here right now until you need uh, but yeah. I, I say that all the time you don't know what you don't know and absolutely and you know what's interesting Melissa's over the past few years I've been very interested in genetics and mm -hmm. epigenetics had, genetics oh yeah I've had a profile done on myself and what I found out 
was very interesting. And just hearing these different terms and I'll research this, I'll research, I research everything. <laughs> and it's really interesting how our genetics play a part. However, your genetics are not your destiny. Are all, control, are all controlled by your environment. Yes, yep. yes, absolutely. Yeah. And to me, it's mind boggling thinking, I hope they're teaching this currently in school and in the psychiatric programs because it's really relevant. It really, really is relevant. It really is relevant. And unfortunately, a lot of it is not being taught. So I created a process uh, called Intuitive Intelligence, which is a trauma healing process that I've been using uh, with organizations uh, around the world. And it's based on neuroscience, quantum physics. Uh, psychology and ancient wisdom tradition that they're just now starting to pick up on, on the uh, the epigenetics and the other pieces and the quantum physics and uh, and starting to weave those things together and understand how they work but then the science of neuroscience has been around for quite a while now and quantum physics has been around for you know over 30 years and stuff and just now in the last few years, are they starting to see the intersection and bring all of these pieces together and realize that there's something, that there's something greater that's going on? And so when you, when you started to notice this experience and, uh, you know, now that you're at a place where you, you're advocating, you believe that there's something that our trials and tribulations turn into the masterpiece that becomes our message to the world. Um, so now that you have uh, seen your son through some of these things and, and recognize these what is your mission what what, is, what are you here to share with the world what do you, what do you want people to know um, about this and, and 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 what do you think is the next step awareness is key we need to do our own research and today it's easier than ever to find that information right I mean we have the internet mm -hmm. it's everywhere you can go to the library. If you don't have a computer, go to the library and get on the computer at the library. It's on everybody's phone. You know, it baffles me when somebody says to me, oh, where's that store? Or where's this place? Or where do I find this? And it's somebody my age or younger, and they have a phone in their hand. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah. yeah. And there's so much information that we can compare. We can find um, our valid sources, right? Because everybody's an expert. So let's find those experts. Let's do our mm -hmm. own research only by becoming aware. And that's what you and I have done over the years. We've become more aware and it's brought us on this journey of self-discovery. And now we're aware of everything the world has to offer, right? We don't need to be limited and God bless you. <laughs> and, uh, so it starts with awareness and be responsible for yourself, right? Take, take, don't blame everything mm -hmm. to the doctor. Don't always be a victim in any set of the circumstance, whether it's at work, whether it's with your friendships, your relationships, or your own health. I agree. Be aware, yes. Be an advocate, at least be informed. So if you're making a decision or you're not sure, at least you're getting all the information you can possibly get. Yeah. And Melissa, so, as you and I know, I thank you for that. Oh, I just want to add in one more thing very quickly. Yeah. You can agree that once you know your what and once you know your why, the how shows up. It's amazing once you start speaking your story or asking questions or just putting it out there. People show up and have information for you, and it leads you to the next source and to the next source and, and on the next path. 
So it's really important to share your story, your information with everybody you meet. Yeah, that's the gift. That's the truth serum of really knowing that we are all infinitely connected to it, to something greater than us, whatever you want to call it, whatever your belief system is, isn't about religion, but being connected, each of us to one another, that when you know your what and your why, that the how the, uh, starts to st show up in your life. It's like the magic and the synchronicities of the universe really start to step in and things happen in a powerful. And one of the things that we're really trying to show here with Truth Serum is everything comes back to this piece that we can debunk reality because there is the reality is that there's something else that we have all been waiting for that we're standing into in this conscious revolution to create and to, and to move into with that. So I want to know, how did this lead you into the uh, Guinness Book of World Records? Well... That's what I've been fascinated by. I am the least athletic person you'll probably ever meet. And um, I just happened to be on online one night and I saw this beautiful picture of all these colorful kayaks. And I thought, wow, that looks like fun. And I saw it was a Guinness Book of World Records event, but I had missed it. It was two years prior. So two years later, and again, I put this out there. I became aware. I put it out there. And I just happened to be on Facebook, which to me, it was new back then. And something just happened to pop into my feed about this event. And it was an, a little over an hour away from here. And I hadn't ever kayaked before. And I thought, you know what? This sounds like fun. And so I signed up for it. So in between signing up and the actual event, I did go kayaking a few times. And <laughs> I volunteered the day before because all the money that was raised went to uh, breast cancer research. It, and um, you can find this information if you type in one square mile of hope 2014. Um, mm. It was this book of world records for the largest raft made out of canoes and kayaks. We had 3,150 um, vessels and they had photographers overhead that had to take pictures and then they had to count everything. And I'm gonna so tell cool. you something else that's interesting. It, it didn't really hit me until about a, a few months ago. I was, we were doing this trivia contest for work, and that's one of the things I slipped in there because I figured nobody's going to believe it. And it dawned on me that I have two very athletic brothers. And I thought, wow, they're so athletic, and they've made records, they've broken records. But you know what? I had to text them. I go, but guess what, guys? I'm the one that's in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> so that's how they <laughs> And it was for a great cause. That's really cool. What a, what a great story. And like you said, when you set an intention and create awareness, open up to the field of possibility, the, the how comes about. This like, you know, this piece just kind of fell in for you because you had the awareness for it. I love it. Uh, so uh, when we're trying to transform lives, many believe that it takes a complete overhaul, right? We're like, oh, we got to change everything in our lives. But I don't believe that. I believe that we can take small steps and little bites. So what is one ritual practice or thing that you cannot live without? Like if you had to give somebody the five minute solution, if there's one thing that they, that you would suggest that they do for the rest of their lives or experience or be, or, 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 um, or practice, what would that be? What is your five minute solution? Honestly, for me, it's music, music. It transcends you into another place, right? 
I can't listen yeah. to music at work because I'll go back to the 80s. <laughs> <I'll get> to <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. So, but music, it can bring us to that place. It can inspire us. It, can, it feels like that hug. You know, if you're feeling sad, you can find a song to relate, to just pour your heart and tears out into. If you want to get pumped up, you're excited about going out, put on some music. You can dance to it. To me, music um, brings it all together for me. If I want to calm down, I listen to a certain type of music to get into a certain zone, right? So, so for me, everybody can relate to music. And it doesn't matter what your culture is, mm. what your is. It's something that can touch the soul. It's a unifier. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And so I have to ask because you talked about music. I'm sitting here looking at you and I see on your back wall, Kiss and all of these like albums and everything and stuff. And what's going on in there? This is the Kiss Room. Welcome to the Kiss Room. This is the it's fantastic. Room. My, I'm a Kiss fan by default. Um, I, I think the band is fabulous, by the way. However, my boyfriend, Kyle, of 16 years, he's diehard. He's, he's met them. He's sang with them. He's been backstage several times. I mean, he would do anything. If they're in town, he's there. Um, and I got to tell you, if you want to read a great book, pick up Gene Simmons' Me, Inc. Fabulous book. He's an amazing man and talks about stepping into yourself and being your really great for yourself me inc inc um fabulous book Listen i'll check it out because i read tons of books so yeah so that's what this is awesome i love it well thank you for sharing all right so if you could so i got two more questions for you before we go today uh the first one is if you could do one thing in this world before you pass to the next realm wherever that is and whatever your belief is what would you do uh, one thing that you have to do that's on the, I call it a bliss list instead of a bucket list, but that bliss list, what is that I like for that. you? I love that. I like it. Oh, I love it. Bucket list to me seems like, you know, once you're done, you're dead. I, I just, I don't know. Yep. I agree. So the one thing, gosh, one thing, boy, Melissa, you're making it awfully tough on me. One thing. Yes, I know. <laughs> All right. I would say. You know, I wish everybody would just open their mind and, and give another mindset, another thought pattern a chance. Just, just try it. See what happens. What's the worst that can happen? You already are where you are, right? So what if you thought a little bit differently, which then helped you to act a little differently and just evolve into the true person you are? What if, you know, they say act as if, right? We've all heard that. Act mm -hmm. as if. We are already acting as if, but what we're doing is acting as if that old story or what other people's perceptions or intentions are of you, you're already acting as if, but you've chose to follow the negative as if. So what about the positive as if and, and everything and anything's possible? So if I could do anything and have one wish, it would be to have others experience an open mind and awareness okay cool that's I, I definitely you almost answered my second question more than i think this question because this next question is probably going to be and that i was looking for like something else but that's perfect so you want 
I love that you gave it away, that you gave the, you said, I want it to be something for everyone. Um, because on your deathbed, you're 110 years old. You've made it to 110 and everybody, uh, nobody's around you. I know, but one, one newscaster gets to come in and he's writing your epilogue and your obituary. And he says, if you had one truth that you could leave for all of your friends, family and humanity to know, what would you say? Wait, repeat that last part again. If I had one. If you had one truth, one truth that you could leave for all of your friends, family, and humanity to know, what would you say? Gosh, one truth. Holy cow. You know what? Life just isn't as serious as we all make it out to be. <laughs> you know, uh... That's putting it nicely without, I'd probably turn a, a few other colorful words in there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. that's okay. I've been, I ca I've been cussing, so it's all right. Yeah. I, a couple of times I'm like, oops, I hope that I, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really not that fucking serious, people. We make things more difficult than it really is or needs to be, is, is, is what it is. Oh yeah. You know, and I know, um, you might be looking for something more prolific or um, more serious or more, I, you know, singular, but it really just boils down to that with everything that we do and say and act, mm -hmm. we, you know what, those people don't matter, you know, down the road, what matters is you and what's in your heart and that you were a good person and you did right and you did well each time that you had the opportunity to, and when you didn't, you learned from it. Yeah. It's, it's progress, awesome. not perfection. Thank you. Yep, I agree. So I want to wrap up back to the story of your son. So your son, where is he today and how's he doing? He is doing great. He is 27. He lives a few hours from me. So unfortunately, I don't get to see him as often. And I travel a lot for work too. So we're, we're not in the same place all the time. But we try to make a point to see each other at least once a month. Sometimes nice. it's more than that. Sometimes it's less depending on our schedule, but you know, he's really in a good place. He's doing fabulous. He wants to motivate and speak um, to other people who have been in his situation um, and just have people awesome. the choice. So well, send, send them our way. That's what we, we teach people, all of that wonderful stuff. I'd be happy to help him and show him how to do transformational and inspirational speaking. That's a, the gift of and, you know, he's the Intuitive Intelligence person. Academy. He so really awesome. is. And, and I got to tell you, a lot of children and adults who, you know, lost their way along the way, they really are very creative people. And I would say to him, if you just use your powers for good, you are so creative and so talented. And it's just amazing the gifts yep. you have. You know, so now he, he's realizing those gifts now. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. So, Lauren, I know that. Oh, God, sorry. No, that's okay. Go right ahead. Okay, I was going to say. So, I know that you have um, a, a what's it called, manifesting motion, or um, tell us a little bit about the movement. How people can reach you if they want to be, become more aware. Uh, you know, yes, I you've got the I book am. coming out, and anything else you want people to know. My website is currently under development and it will be ready to launch very shortly. It's called Manifest in Motion. And I came up with the name when 
it really dawned on me that, you know, I'm creating everything. And I do have control over so much, especially my thoughts in my, the way I speak, the way I act. And I thought rather than just going through the motions, which we end up doing most of our life, we go through the motions. You're, you're a wife, you're a mother, you're, you're a worker, you're, you're, you're a label of some kind. Once you realize you're more than that, now you can create on purpose and manifest on purpose again by, you know, evolving that mindset into the life you really want to live. Gear your mindset towards it, the people that are around you, you know, and you were talking about um, adding different things and discovering different things earlier. And I found, and I know you found too, that it, it's, it also requires um, removing things. It's not always about adding in. It's not always about oh. I'll be happy when. No, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need this life, this person, these situations, this, the self-talk. So um, mm -hmm. then it's been great. And that's where you can find me. And I'm going to do corporate trainings and speaking, speaking engagements, personal growth seminars. I'm going to work with colleges. I've, I'm working on, um, my youngest is in college. So um, for his birthday. My, mine's in college too. Really? How old? <laughs> it's kind of nice. 19. Um, she's, a so she's a sophomore at Ohio State. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my son is 19. He's in Vermont at Champlain College. And I said to him, um, his birthday's coming up. He's going to be 20. I said, how about we have a vision board party in your dorm? He's like, that'd be great, mom. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I speak at uh, several campuses. And I do, uh, when I go to see visit Michaela, she does like all sorts of affirmations in her, in uh, her dorm room. And she's like the guru and everything. And I'm like, I'm so proud. And they're all like, Oh, she gets it from you. I was like, yeah, uh, she could thank goodness. I was like, yeah, I, I went through the shit so that she could be, so she could have, you know, the, the benefit afterwards. Uh, well, thank you so much, Lauren, for uh, your wisdom and your truth serum today about physicians and awareness and advocating for yourself. Uh, I really appreciate everything that you've shared. And I want to know from everybody else out there, what's your truth? Share it with us. Thank Bye. You. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Let's see. Stop recording.